Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Getting you through your workday one hour at a time. This is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. There, Manawatu. Now Nico Jones bustling over the 22. Funaki clears it away. McKenzie looks for run a lovely slide of hand. No look pass from Salesi Rayasi. Evans spotted a little space around the fringe. Oh, nice hand to hand stuff. Here's Rayasi. Oh, casual as you like. He makes difficult things look very easy. Does Salesi Rayasi. And he scores Auckland's second try. Release it away and nice ball away from Armstrong. Ravula, here's Nalanga, got the fin going on, Spencer, and he's in. Manawa two, a chance to level it. Well, what a try on debut for the young right winger. Manawa two have held well. Auckland didn't get the nudge on this time, so there's one little victory for Manawa two, but now the ball's floated away. Tangi Tao having a go for the corner, he's lost it. He's lost it. Oh, no, he's given the try. He's given the try. The ball squirted away, but the referee was satisfied. Through the hands, it goes. Intercept by McKenzie. Chuck McKenzie. Well, they're giving chase. Coming across his walker, but he's not going to stop him. End-to-end try. Oh, that's a killer blow for Manawa too, but just... Another exclamation point and an outstanding performance by Jock McKenzie. Good break here from James Tuffer, floating the pass wide. Nalanga trying to get past McKenzie. Does so, can he turn it back on the inside? They just will not give up this turbo's team. TK Heldens in for the try. Well, time ticking away now. We're just about to go into the last minute of the game and it's actually turned into a... A bit of a thriller here Six. at Eden Park. Can Manawatu break a drought that goes way back to the early 80s? Here they come. Christian Goss. He stopped just short of the line. Phil Ewan. Manawatu, can they make history? 
Auckland have to watch their discipline. They come at Monson, that he carries strongly. Phil Ewan sends it away. Here's a chance! He's in! He's in! comes down to this young man, Armstrong Ravula. He's kicked it, and Manawatu have done it. For the first time since 1980, they win at Eden Park. A victory that is as courageous and brilliantly done as it was unlikely at the start of the match. Oh, and a big thank you for Tony Johnson giving me the enthusiasm through his commentary that I was feeling watching that match. Um, and as you know, I'm, I'm I'm green and white to the bloody bones, and that was just something special. Northland was special, but Auckland at Eden Park was extra special. As I mentioned to Smithy, 21st of May, 2.30, Wednesday afternoon, Eden Park, 1980 was the last time that Manawatu came to the Garden of Eden and picked up a win, and it happened last night, and I'm in shock. Uh, I am still in shock. This is the result of all results for me this year. And it started back in the 70s and the 80s with the likes of Donaldson, Rollison, Old, Shaw, Knight, Hemara, the Clare brothers, Alan Innes at the back, who was Christian Cullen before there was a Christian Cullen, refused to kick and he ran. And he had two wonderful wingers scoring tries for fun and they were cult heroes of all the kids in Palmerston North. One was a long-haired, bushy-bearded Hugo Blair and the other one was this man. This is Granger. Absolutely no stopping him, and I've managed to track down. Um, it's not embarrassing to say he was one of my heroes when I was a little kid. He was known as Gringo. He's a great man. He's in Australia now. But Ken Granger, thanks heaps for joining us over here in New Zealand. Hi, Staffy. Pleasure, mate. Absolute pleasure. Um, as a green and white dyed in the world man like you, uh, I don't know whether you got to watch it over there in Australia, but how did you greet that result? Staffy, I did watch it. We get all the games live here, and I just never miss a Man or Two game, and particularly this one. You know, Man or Two up in Auckland, I was pretty excited about it, and uh, boy, oh boy, didn't they deliver. Um, I just have to pass on regards from uh, Ian Smith, Ian Stockley Smith, the great New Zealand wicketkeeper. He hosts the show before me, and then when I told him I was yeah. talking to you today, he, I can see him in his studio still with the headphones on listening to you, mate, and he said, do pass on uh, my regards to one of my absolute favourites of that era. So Smithy says, g'day, oh, gringo. Fantastic. It's great to hear from Smithy, uh, that's for sure. Um, we certainly go back a long way, Smithy, and... Uh, Smithy, and uh, yeah, yeah, fantastic guy. Um, I want to go back to that era. We're going to be talking to the Manawatu coach from last night uh, very, very shortly in his first season, but what an era it was, Gringo, and such a, a special time in my childhood. And, I, and I've often, in fact, I went to a pre-season game that Manawatu played against Bay of Plenty, and they took me into the dressing room and got me to talk to the team about what it was like to be 
a fan of Manawatu. And it started with you guys, and I, I reeled off a few of the names, and there's just so many. What a special time for New Zealand provincial rugby it was. Oh, look, it certainly was. We, we were very fortunate um, back in those days. Like, when we went to Auckland, um, no-one expected us to lift the shield except ourselves. We just had belief. Uh, we were a young team, and um, we just went up there and thought, right, we've got nothing to lose. And um, from that era, for that basically started the era, and I think, what, two and a half years we held on to that shield, and uh, the support we had from the Manitou public was just unbelievable. And I'm hoping that this now will start getting that support back to to these boys who um, fully deserve it. Yeah, I, I got messages from around the world, Gringo, about uh, from friends and former Manawatuvians and uh, Jason Emery, who wasn't playing last night, who's been a real stalwart for Manawatu, and I messaged him back and I said, the no names are now names, and he said 100%, and I really do hope people get behind them in Palmerston North and the wider Manawatu region, because when I was a kid, mate, and uh, we had all blacks in our team, but... Um, that, that hero type thing, we packed, it was the Oval back then, Ken, and it was packed That's every right. weekend, and it was a great weekend. Oh, look, it really was. Yeah, we always started with a uh, with a parade around up and down Broadway, and uh, the people just turned out in their flocks. I, I, I'm thinking we, had, we, we were drawing around 20,000 people to the showgrounds in those days. It was just, the atmosphere was just amazing. And without that sort of atmosphere, I don't think we would have held on to the shield as long as we did. Um, and let, let's hope that people of Manawatu now get behind this young bunch of guys and really support them because I think the, the, the sky's the limit with this team. What was the, what was the camaraderie? It was a, it was a special group, but you had some real tough buggers. I mean, Mark Shaw and Jeff Old, raw bone, tough buggers. Uh, they 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 played the game to you know, slightly beyond the letter of the law. But then we had the flashy guys like the Alan and Hugh Blair King Granger combination was was the best back three in the country and the most expressive. Was it just run the ball every time? Oh yeah, look, look, we had a fantastic. As you say, we had a fantastic team. Um, it started up front. You know, we had we had All Blacks up front that just were pounding other other uh, forward packs, and the ball we were getting delivered from Mark at halfback and through Dougie and and Duncan Hales. Um, it was just for us just to get the ball in our hands um, was just fantastic. And we were just told to run with it, just go with it, go play what's in front of you. We, we didn't have too many game plans. We just ran and played and threw the ball around and thoroughly enjoyed it. And that, that, that's the days where you could enjoy rugby. I'm not, I'm not ban, uh, banging rugby today, but uh, we all know it's a totally different game. Yeah, well, it was the pinnacle back then, Ken, wasn't it? We didn't have the super rugby. Yeah. We had club rugby, uh, the National Provincial Championship, and then the All Blacks. And the All Blacks exactly. were littered right through the NPC, and I felt like it really added to the competition. Oh, look, it, it certainly did. And, 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 you know, like even back to club rugby, um, normal club senior A players were rubbing shoulders and playing against current All Blacks. Mm. And that, that just, that just you know, helps the club rugby unbelievably. And we don't see that this day and age. And it's very sad. But, hey, um, these guys, I, I, I'm just, uh, well, I'm not speechless, but I'm just in awe of them, the way they went up there. Um, I think there was only one player that played last week against yep. Northland, I yep. believe. Uh, Alden, wasn't it? Yep. Um, 
I mean, the depth now that, that Mike Rogers is going to have at his disposal is just incredible. Well, uh, Ken, we've had a few people asking, um, what's a great man? What did you do post Manawatu rugby career? I think you went offshore briefly, but fill in the last 30 years for us. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I took a what, what they call these days a sabbatical. I, in 1980-81, I went up to um, uh, uh, up to the north and uh, played with the Harlequins in London for, for one and a half years. Uh, that was a good experience. Then came back and um, played with Manawatu uh, till I think 83. I think I might have retired in 83. Um, um, fortunate enough to have played in the, in the first ever New Zealand Sevens team in 83. Oh. Went to Hong Kong. Uh, so that, that was a thrill. And then after that, I basically retired. I got into senior refereeing, uh, or refereeing, and didn't manage to get to number two in Manawatu. And uh, I think I'm... I had a one first class game. It was Hawks Bay, Waikato up in the bay. But and then we moved to uh, Australia. I kept up my refereeing over here. Refereed uh, mainly up on the Sunshine Coast. Uh, then moved down to Brisbane. Refereed a bit down there. Um, and then the the body gave it away. <laughs> I took up golf <laughs> and uh, thoroughly enjoy it. Well, absolutely brilliant, Ken. Um, we're going to talk to the current coach very, very shortly. I really appreciate taking time right. to chat to us today, and it's still good to hear that you're the same colour green and white that I've been my whole life as well, mate. Uh, thanks heaps for chatting. Staffy, a pleasure, and uh, go Manawatu. Well, so good to catch up with one of the absolute legends of Manawatu rugby, and, yeah, those those moments of Ken Granger and Hugh Blair on the wings for Manawatu. Um Alan Innes out the back, Mark Donaldson, I could wax on for years. What an era it was, but we're about this era. We're about last night, uh, 43 years. The 21st of May, 2.30 on a Wednesday. Last time Manawatu beat Auckland at Eden Park, and we have the head coach of Manawatu. It's a little bit self-indulgent, Mike Rogers, but I had to get you on to talk about that feeling amongst the group after what it's a history making match last night congratulations and take us inside the huddle full time I mean it was pretty awesome mate. Eh? like um, nobody gave us a chance really we made 14 changes to our starting lineup from the team that snuck a close victory against Northland on the weekend and um, yeah I guess some of those boys just went out there and applied themselves really well and played with a hell of a lot of excitement and enthusiasm and uh, make the smiles on their faces probably be etched in my mind forever, I reckon. Yeah, mine too. Like the collective, the, the euphoria on a, what was a pretty empty Eden Park, but it, it wasn't lost on them what they'd achieved. I just, I just wanted to ask you about, to me that was an advertisement of what role belief in yourself and in your teammate has. I think you're exactly right. Like it's taken me a while to kind of figure this one out in terms of our team. So you know, going into the season, they'd lost 14 games in a row. We've managed to lose our first three of this campaign, and kind of go backwards in each game. We weren't really improving very quickly, and then you know we snuck a, a you know last minute win against Northland on the weekend, and, and the whole dynamics just changed straight away. Like getting that monkey off your back, and you know, probably starting to believe that. Now we can compete and we can win. I think there's a bit of a change of frame of mind around that stuff as well. Like a lot of uh, the old guys from the bygone era were at the Northland game and we had a couple of beers with them afterwards and they said, oh, look, we're just happy to compete. And I said, I just don't accept that. Like we're not, happy. We're not here just to compete. We're here to go out there and try and win. 
And I think that uh, just trying to change that for the boys around, hey, we're actually good enough to challenge anybody on our day, but we want to win. It's not either way from there. It's not a matter of, oh, yeah, it'll be great to get a bonus point. You know, we're going to go out there and throw everything at it and make those boys to come back. Intercept try with 10 minutes to go was pretty hard to take, and then to come back and score two tries in the last 10 minutes is phenomenal effort, and it uh, shows that they actually um, care, care for each other and, and really want to get it done for for the Manawatu jersey. Yeah, you mentioned 10 points down, 10 minutes to go, and I'm like, gosh, it's been, they've, they've done bloody well. And then the man, TK Howden, you mentioned 14 changes. The one that you didn't make, TK Howden, it can go one or two ways with the weight of a whole team and a province on his shoulders. Boy, did he answer. He was absolutely incredible last night. I mean, he was outstanding, and it's amazing that he's, he's still only a real young man and he's already capable of leading a team and going out and producing an 80-minute effort like that. Like, he was awesome again. On the week on the weekend against Northland, so uh, he's a phenomenal young young man. He actually said to me he was a little bit disappointed with his um, mindset going into the game, and probably because you know kind of wasn't there with all his mates that he was used to playing with, and um, yeah, it took him probably ten minutes to get going, and then he was you know he was phenomenal after that, and uh, he was the one driving the message with ten minutes to go when we're ten points down that hey we can still do this, and um, yeah mate what a Oh, well, what a great memory for, for him and something for us really to build on. One of the things that stood out for me, and it wasn't us scoring a try or any points, was when Jock McKenzie, he scores the length of the field intercept try, but I was watching and there were four Manawatu players uh, never gave up the chase. They're never going to catch him, but they never gave up the chase, forcing a wide conversion that ultimately missed and ultimately gave us the win. Um you could forgive or understand players not chasing when they weren't going to catch because that looked like the the, the final nail in our coffin last night. Um, good example of, I guess, commitment. Yeah, man, we've been driving that hard, eh? So I think around you know, when you're trying to change your fortunes as a team, you get kind of caught up on the big things in terms of you know easy easy things to kind of focus on maybe around, you know, missed opportunities or whatever, but we've kind of turned things around and we'll focus on effort. So you know, chasing kicks and retreating when we're, you know, when we're uh, transitioning, we're in a massive focus on both both in terms of our training and our games, in terms of what we look at. And I think we've, we're starting to drive a real behavioural shift around that, that if we can work really hard off the ball, ultimately it pays off in the end. And that's just a great example. Like you said, they missed the conversion. That ultimately was the difference. And, um, you know, 12 points was probably, probably would have been one bridge too far, but 10 points, the boys, I, I guess they knew that a couple of tries and, and we've got to win. So, mate, yeah, kudos to those guys like Bodie and Walker and that, they just keep chasing even though they're never going to get them. So, mm. mate, yeah, bloody awesome stuff. And I'm always uh, reluctant to pinpoint players in a, because it was an amazing team effort. Um, you had guys playing, you know, debutants. Nalanga gets a try on debut. Isaiah Armstrong-Ravula, his kicking. It's like he's a 35-year-old pro that's been doing it his whole life. Can you can you tell us a little bit about the makeup, the mental makeup of, of Isaiah? I mean, he's a phenomenal talent. You know, he's still under 19, which just blows my mind that he's an under 19 year old out there playing 10 and getting a win on Eden Park but even before that you know at training and in the limited opportunities that we have given him he's always gone out there and applied himself really well um, I think he's an absolute superstar and I guess the challenge is for New Zealand rugby to try and keep him in the country 
um, and they see you really, really, really keen on him and, and trying to get him to you know, take you know, play for the draw and make himself available for, for Fiji. But but I, I think he's a he's a guy that could go all the way in New Zealand rugby. The stuff that he does around his kicking game and maturity is you know normally you're talking tens take until the age of twenty four or twenty five to start to start developing that. So mate, he executed our plan really well in terms of our kick return and, and our kicking game. And then obviously the goal kicking was exceptionally good as well. So mate, he, he's um he's definitely one for the future. That's for sure. Well, brilliant. Um, I always say celebrate hard, but you can't because you got Tasman in Tasman this coming weekend and I'm kicking myself they didn't beat Wellington for the Ramfurly Shield because it would have had a whole new dynamic but uh, there we go you can only play what's in front of you and you got Tasman in front of you uh, I guess you welcome back a few of the guys that were rested last night but um, boy we've got a good squad Yeah it's going to be a different, uh, difficult uh, selection meeting this afternoon when we, we we had a pretty good idea around who we wanted to play against um, Tasman on Sunday and a few boys put their hand up or a number of them did and we have to reward that with selection, eh? So yeah, we've got some hard decisions to make, which is a great position to be in. Tasman are a really good team. I do think they're beatable. So yeah, we're going there with the mentality that we want to knock them off as well. Um, make no bones about that stuff, eh? Is at the end of the day, we're trying to prepare a team to win games. And I think we stand a really good chance, um, which will be a bloody great, great finish to a storm week. But either way, mate, last night was special. The boys did celebrate pretty hard. I'm a believer in that and you know, tomorrow morning we front up at 7am at Jacko's Cafe and we start our week and week again which is a real short one one training day then travel to Nelson on Saturday and play on Sunday so I think the players enjoy it, eh? just one training between games. <laughs> oh, Jacko and George Street, he's a great man too. If you're ever in Palmy, folks, go and see Jacko. He has a great, great coffee and great food there. Um, look, you made this uh, Manawatu supporter incredibly happy, and I can tell you I'm not exaggerating when I say I've had over 100 messages from friends and strangers and family members all around the world and around the country. Um, we're absolutely loving it. It's been a long time between drinks, and it's not lost on me the role you've played in it, Mike. So uh, well done. Looking forward to the rest of the season, and thanks for taking time to chat to us today. Hey, Steph, really appreciate your support, mate. Your inspirational man or two man, and you know, we meet, we need people like you to come out of the woodwork and support this team. Like it's a young group that has a really bright future. So, and when we get back to CET Arena next Sunday against North Harbour, hopefully we can um, fill that grandstand up. And mate, I'm sure you'll be there, eh? Won't you? You know I will. I'm going to come to that one. I'm coming to that one. And I'm going to come to the counties one as well. So there you go. Good man. <laughs> Good on you, Mike. Go well. Cheers, mate. Take it easy, yeah.